Right, you're watching the Fat Billion Film Club and I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. And I'm Maizel Azli. And today we're going to watch a documentary by my friend Mahi Ramakrishnan. It's called Bodies for Sale. It's about... The Rohingya. Uh, it's being screened here at... Uh, where's this place? Publica. Black Box. Black Box. Uh, and yeah, we're here. And that's how it's going to look like. So we're gonna watch it now. We're at the event. Uh, it's gonna be screened at where is this place? Publica. Publica. Black box, Black right? Box. Yeah. So then we're gonna review it. Yes. Okay. Then we're gonna interview her. Hopefully. Okay. So we spoke to Mahi and uh, watched the film. But we watched the film and we spoke to Mahi. <laughs> yes. Uh, what do you think of the film? Um, it's a short film, by the way. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's like 20 over minutes, minutes. not even 30 Just, minutes. Yeah. Um, it's about the journey from, uh, from, Myanmar, from Myanmar to Rakhine State. Lah. From Rakhine State. Where the Rohingyas when, are, all the way to yeah. Malaysia. And how they, the diff, a few different struggles of trying to get to Malaysia, or at least out of out of the country, yeah. yeah. I mean, because uh, anyhow they get exploited. Yeah. I mean, they are already oppressed people. I mean, everybody knows the Rohingya situation. Yeah. yeah oh, we kind of assume they, that they everybody go knows. By boat yeah. Or, or by go land. By land to yeah. Thailand. So this film, uh, being the length it is, it speaks to a few survivors mm. and, and traffickers. And traffickers, yeah. Uh, and their experience. Uh, Transporting these people, transporting trafficking these people. In, yeah, in the process. Mm -hmm. So a, a lot of uh, exploitation happens. Yeah. There's rape, there's abuse, yeah. there's murders, there's death, there's corruption involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think for both of us, uh, if I can speak for both of us, please speak for I me. I think we feel that uh, there's not much why the situation is why it is. Like, uh, why is there persecution in the in the country? Uh, why are they? Why is there no political will to force mm. Myanmar to act on this uh, atrocity? Why is ASEAN keeping quiet? Yeah. Why uh, are all the countries in ASEAN keeping quiet? Yeah. And in fact, why is the persecution happening in the first place? Also, which is why I said uh, this now. Oh, you did you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. I think I think the film is a very highly contextual film, mm. uh, and I think a lot of uh, uh, facts that surrounds the story is assumed to be already uh, known by the audience if you watch yeah. the film, or urges you, know? you to find out, or urges you to find out. I guess. Yeah, mm. that's the thing about this film. It's very, um, it's one small glimpse into the thing, mm. but an important one, like, which is the the survivors' experience being told by themselves. Yeah, yeah, by them, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it's like and like Mahi was saying, um, sh the film itself does not have the like directions for you to oh you can do go this, to that, you yeah. can you can donate to these people or you can get together with these leaders, but it's for you to go and figure out what you're gonna do with your frustration mm. because the film is really graphic, uh. 
just uh, no, they they actually show uh, pictures of dead people bodies bodies uh, uh, rape happening yeah you know uh, yeah it, and it, real it's, it's all real stuff so mm. it's 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 if it doesn't make you uncomfortable uh, something's wrong with you eh? yeah yeah and yeah it makes you question a lot about why things are this way you know, and it's not isolated to I to to Rohingyas. I mean, like they persecuting people based on persecution based on race, religion, just differences. Yeah, is ridiculous, lah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as as a film, uh, as a film, uh, I would have liked actually to see a story develop a little bit more. Mm. Uh, maybe some characters developing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could have been. I think could have been a longer film. Yeah, maybe it's, you know? it's, it's, it has a potential to be a longer film. Yeah, uh, because right now the story is a lot being told by um, talking heads. Talking heads, yeah. Mm. But if there's there's a following, uh, like if you follow the character, yeah, you develop some time, yeah, like, like develop it like, more, like, like trying to trying to um, achieve some uh, kind of economic placing, uh, trying to get by lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and 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 it would be nice also to know uh, what has come to them now. Uh, yeah. These survivors, these human traffickers, ex-traffickers, or whatever. Yeah. You know, as, as uh, okay, they've already managed to get out of the country where they were persecuted. Uh, how else are they? How, how are they going about their lives? Yeah. You know, are they still being persecuted in a foreign land? Mm. I mean, I'm assuming as refugees they are. Yeah. Right, and even so, in Malaysia, where they're considered illegal immigrants, actually. Yeah. 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 So I think there's a lot to be told. Maybe this is like you say, it's just one aspect. Yeah. yeah it's it it works as a snapshot. Mm. Uh, but it also shows that there's a lot to that can be done. Mm. Film storytelling wise. But there's a thing, lah. It's an issue that's been going on for so long. Nothing much is being told about it. Yeah. And done. All yeah. done about. Yeah. So right now, um, the film is not being. I think so it's, it's not readily available. Yeah, so I, I think uh, well, look what Mahi says is she wants to do the screening circuit first. Yeah, you know after that then it will probably be made more widely available. Yeah, yeah. But so uh, if I, you do find out about it, um, yeah, I mean like, if you hear about the screening, just if there are any screenings, it, yeah. go for it, uh, I mean it's already going to be screened at the Dhaka International Film Festival, right? Mm-hmm. And probably in other film festivals as well. Yeah. Uh, then slowly it'll be. More will be watchable, lah, right? by almost everybody. Yeah. Uh, this has to be one of our most serious reviews. Lah. Yes. Mahi, congratulations! Thank congratulations. you. Oh, it's really good, really good. I think I saw I uh kind of like a first version which you showed. Yeah, I did because it was an unedited. It mm. was not. It is edited, but you know it was haphazardly put together kind mm. of thing. And then I was also trying to experiment with uh, how people reacted to the first cut, and I wanted to get a lot of feedback because you know I also thought that making a film and telling a story the way I saw it mm-hmm. may not necessarily be how the Rohingya see the same thing because right. they are the ones with the experience. Right. They are the ones going through the experience. I'm looking at it from the outside. So taking into consideration some of the suggestions and recommendations, the film was re-edited and put together. Did you show it to the Rohingyas? Uh, yes, it was sent via YouTube link. Stick, I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which communities did you send it to? Which uh, to the people in Salaya, mm-hmm. headed by Ustaz Rafiq, and then to Sadek's people, 
and then also to this uh, new organization, a group of boys who have come together to form uh, an organization called uh, Rohingya Peace Institute. So all of them had access to it, so that you know these are the younger boys and then the older ones, and then mm. a mixture of women, so just to get a better sense of uh, how they saw themselves being narrated. What was what was the, what were their comments? Uh, this one, they were pretty happy with it. Uh, they were quite happy. You know, they understood. Even the women. You know, the women. My God, while the men shy away from watching the twenty-second uh, rape clip, the women have no qualms about it because you know they are the ones who actually say it's not. It's it's not we who have to be ashamed of what has happened to us. You know, it's those people out there yeah. and this deep sense that the society as at large has actually failed them. So they want their story out there, you know, as as accurately as possible, you know, exactly the way it's happening. Ah, yeah. we're, we're also quite interested in the experience of shooting this, and um, because it looks like it's a small team, and uh, do you guys actually travel? Yes, uh, some of the footage was footage I, I reused back when I was shooting in uh, in Burma in the IDP camps. I managed to swing. Uh, state permission to actually get into the internally displaced people's camps and they gave me a three-day permission which ends at five o'clock every evening so I not only went there but I also got into the Rakhine um, oh. uh, camps as well and also to the only uh, available Rohingya settlement which is not uh, uh, the camp settlement which is the only strip where the Rohingya live the rest of them in situ are all in IDP camps actually so it's called Omingalar. So I went to Omingalar and I went to three different IDP camps out of the six or eight. And, uh, and I also went to the Rakhine Buddhist camp to film it. And then the rest of it were put through uh, with the accounts from survivors uh, here in Malaysia. But the thing is, it was, like you say, the experience was, um, was really emotional. You know, I, I, you know, the thing here is that, you know, from the time you, you step into the media, you know, you become a journalist. What are you told? You said that there has to be distance. There has to be a distance between you and the subject. You know, you cannot become so emotional. You cannot become drawn into it, sucked into it, you know, because then you cannot be independent. Mm. Then your, your, you know, your take will have a, a sway to it. You know, you'll be partisan, right? But here, it was so difficult. To listen to women tell me stories over and over about how they were raped and sold and raped and sold repetitively it was very very difficult for me to hear it and then to just walk away and say okay I'm done I'm gonna make my film no so what happened is I sat through uh, not just the stories but looked at what were their immediate needs brought aid into the community brought in medical aid food aid and uh, financial aid and also set up schools through friends and now looking into setting up the sustainable livelihood program, not just for the Rohingya refugee women, but for all, all refugee women. Basically being an activist already. Yeah, so here, you know, the thing is that am I an activist, am I a filmmaker, am I a journalist? I don't know, but I'm pretty happy the way I am. Yeah, as long as you can sleep at night, right? As long as I can sleep at night and I know that I've done justice to the cause. Yeah, because uh, one, uh, something that came up during the Q&A was uh, how do people uh, take part and somebody was asking uh, do you intentionally leave it out of the film of how uh, people can... What uh, people can actually do, right? Actually do. Uh, you so know, I get this the, question what, all the time, right? So the, the objective of the film when you, when you create the film? Actually, this is to really create an awareness among Malaysians and more importantly, to portray them as human, as humans, as people who have gone through a horrific journey, who are now amongst us, and we need to lend a supporting hand, not just to the Rohingya refugee, but to all refugees. Because we are a society that gets all scared 
when we see a Bangladeshi community or a Nepali community or an Indonesian community, you know, we think that they are here to kind of rob us and take away our jobs and all that is brilliant for us, which is all our entitlement. But I wanted Malaysians to be able to see beyond that, to see them as human beings who hold on to such courage, determination and hope. You know, it's that hope that actually gets them to jump onto the boats, knowing what's going to happen to them because they do not have the money right. and they know what happens to other, 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 refugees, other refugees who have already left way before them. But it's that hope that tomorrow is going to be better. It's that hope that they need to build a future for, their, for themselves and their children. So I would like Malaysians to see that as well. Now, when it comes to participating, you know, I'm hoping that there'll be more people who will actually not just rely on state assembly person or their mantri basar or their MP or their minister to do something. I always believe that you and I can do way better, you know, than a group of politicians, even though, yes, we do need uh, effective engagement with them. So I'm hoping that communities can organize themselves, come together and do something towards looking into the issue and lobbying respective uh, political representatives right up to the ASEAN level and not just, you know, I mean, obviously medical aid and other aid is important so that they can live and survive. But for Malaysians to look at it and to think for themselves, to further their discourse and engagement and discussions with others amongst the Malaysian community to be able to do something. Okay. Have I moved so much? Sorry. I think so. Just got all, <laughs> I got so excited and kind of like moved out of the break. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, I think, do you have anything else? Uh, no, how long did it take to make this film? One and a half years, because I couldn't years. just go in and listen to the story and come out, like I said. So, you know, had to stop and do whatever it is that's needed. Had to do the, it's yeah. like journalism slash activism slash filmmaking slash journalism slash activism <laughs> slash filmmaking. So that kind of took a lot of time. But, you know, it, it's not easy for us to come out and tell what has happened to us, those intimate details to another person. But I'm just really humbled that, you know, a group of people who do not know me can actually open up to their horrific experiences of sexual abuse and physical abuse, something which has literally torn them apart, torn their families apart, that they actually trust us and tell us stories, tell us their stories. And I'm really hoping that today's um, screening is the first step to, uh, towards me engaging effectively with different communities in Malaysia. And we do hope to take the film to Southeast Asia, uh, different parts of Europe, uh, the US, and I really want to take the film back to Yangon. They should. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Cool. Yeah. Thank, thank yeah. you very much. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks for coming. You know, I mean, really. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we saw this on Facebook a long time. We wanted to come. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay, did it. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Thanks, Mahi. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, if you like this review, you know, uh, share it with everybody you know. Alright? Uh, if you don't like it, share it with everybody you know anyway. Uh, follow us on all our social media platforms at FatBidin or go to fatbidin.com to get everything. So, you've That's been right. uh, watching and listening to the Fat Bidin Film Club, and I'm assuming I'm Zan Nasli. And I am Aizil Azli. Uh, okay, lah. Okay.